What kind of dog was that? He's a Maltese. A Maltese, huh? How old is he? He'll be five next uh, month slash year. Okay. So you've had him for quite a while. Sarah, do what? There he is. Do you have any uh, pets? Mm-hmm. I have three dogs that are on my own, and one is our neighbor's, and but she basically lives over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just wants to come over and hang out. Yeah. What kind of dogs do you have? I have a dachshund, a chihuahua, a mixed breed, and I'm not sure what my neighbor's dog is. I saw a video the day of this small dachshund, um, cutest little thing. Uh, they take a while if they're running to get somewhere, but they are just yeah. lap dogs and cuddly. Mine's not. Oh, really? Mine, yeah, mine can't stand to be petted or anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Courtney looks like the one you got right there. Loves to be on your lap. He'll stay with us the whole time. Yeah, my my other two love to be held in. <laughs> I've got a six-year-old kind of uh, mix and she's about 65 pounds and she still wants to like cuddle up and all that kind of stuff. And she got really mad at me. I stopped letting her on the bed a couple of years ago because she just got so big that I couldn't sleep. She'd be like moving around and uh, I mean, like you're not all out on here anymore. So she got bummed out about it. Uh, John Wood says, hey there, everyone. Hi, John. Good to see you, John. Uh, okay, well, we'll go ahead and jump into it here. I'd like to welcome everybody back. Uh, this is our first night stream. So we're interested in uh, if people are more willing and able to hop on during the nighttime when they're not at work. Um, and we have Sarah Williams and Courtney Adams with us. And they are CRS Youth Advisory Consultants. And we are going to be talking about the college experience tonight. Um, kind of transitioning from high school uh, maybe some of the fears about, you know, meeting people, teachers, exams, that kind of stuff, um, making friends, and then transitioning out. Uh, at this point, I'd like to hand it back over, and uh, if you guys would introduce yourself. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah. Courtney. <laughs> I'm Sarah Williams. I'm the youth consultant for Montgomery. And I'm Courtney Adams, I'm the youth consultant for Dothan. Dothan, Alabama. Now, you guys are originally from Alabama? No. Sarah, where are you originally from? Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. How far away is that from uh, where you are now? Uh, about three and a half, four hours. And when did, you to, when did you move to Alabama? I was 11. Okay. So Alabama's kind of home then. Alabama's been home for a few years now. Yeah. Um, so what is CRS and what is YAC? Do you want me to answer that or? I want you both I mean, to answer. we can both answer that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start with YAC. Um, YAC is the Youth Advisory Committee. Um, it's for people with disabilities between the ages of 15 and 25 and we basically talk about college um jobs living on your own driving um basically 
things that me and Courtney have been through mm. um, so that we can give them that life experience. But we also talk about if they want to talk about anything, um, we can talk about or we talk about those types, those things, too. And Courtney, what does it mean to you? What does CRS and YAC mean to you? Um, she just pretty much summed it up. I mean, Sarah did. Um, you know, a lot we just talk about the stuff that me and her have been in our adult life, you know, growing up. So, yeah, she just pretty much <laughs> kind of stole my words from me. Well, I think it's really cool to be able to help people um, because you've gone through the experience. I think that's something that I always value in a mentor or somebody that's helping me is knowing that they've gone through the same things. Um, so you mentioned uh, 15 to 25 year olds. And just out of curiosity, what do, would you say um, that you spend the most time on? Is it college or is it um, transportation? Uh, what subject in there would you say is the most, um, you know, you spend the most time on? Biggest one that I've gone through with my YAC members, um, it would either probably be driving for like the younger part of that, and then living on your own is the older, the other side of that. Um, what about driving do you think is one of the biggest fears? For people that need hand controls, um, they are, they don't really know anybody that have had to drive with them. Mm -hmm. And me and Courtney both have, have to. Mm. So um, that's basically what my questions have been. It's like, how do I drive with these new controls? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, I've seen my parents drive or I've seen my friends drive, but they don't use these. They don't. So I, don't I don't know what exactly. to do with Exactly. And it does take a while to get used to them. Yeah. So what do you do? You just say, come over, let me show me, show you my car? No, not really. I, uh, I mean, Courtney may, but... uh. Hey, just stop on by, take my car for a spin. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I'll do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Insurance. Like, I go... But now, like, I go up to my car, and, um, I mean, I drive a Kia Soul with a ramp that comes out the back of it, so sometimes I even let them go in there, mm -hmm. like, drive up in there, push up in there, um, and all that, but then I, like, showed them how to do the hand controls, like, yeah. not literally showed them how to do the hand controls. Put the car off. <laughs> yes. Well, we won't dig into it too far. We could do that in a whole nother broadcast of transportation and driving tools. Um, but before we do, what was the biggest um, hurdle in learning hand controls? Um, for me, I think it was just remembering which one, like how to break and then how to drive, like which one was pull and which one was pushed down you don't want to think you're going to the brakes and then ramming the and car then, in front of you yeah my my brain doesn't work like that <laughs> and so that took a little bit but um 
And I also think it was just like, I was terrified to drive at first um, with someone in the car, even though it was like a licensed person that knows about hand controls. And, but having someone else in the car terrified me. Because I was like, what if why do if we wreck and <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. You got somebody else in the car with you. You got to make sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned Yak. How many members total do you guys have at Yak? I have 32. I have recently lost some of mine because of college, actually just finals and all that. Um, so I would say I have about 17 maybe now. That's quite a bit. Um, now, what does that communication look How like? Are you talk 17 now. Um, when you guys say you have 32 and 17, um, are you keeping contact with them through emails or text messages? Are you calling them every day? What does that look like? It's usually email for me. Um, I will call if we have like a yak meeting or like another event like this. Um, but usually email is the best one for me because my age works mm -hmm. and goes to school. So they're not home. They can't the like pick up their phone, you know, on exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Um, so let's talk a little bit, let's transition into college here. So um, let's talk about your transitions from high school into college. What were some of the biggest fears or what did, what did um, you know, learning, uh, what one thing that you learned that made the biggest difference? You can go first, Courtney. All right, Courtney, you're up first. I would say, you know, just like going into college and just getting used to it and all that. I mean, there's a bunch of obstacles, but yeah. Yeah. So is there something that happened or like you prepped and, and you really worked at uh, that made that a little bit easier? Sarah's frozen on my end. I'm not sure if she is. If she is. I got a little mm -hmm. bit of lag between the videos, but I think we're all still here. Um, uh, well, Sarah, if you'd like to pick that up, what was some of the um, you know biggest fears about going to college and what did you do to work on those? Um, I went to a really small high school. Mm -hmm. My mom actually started my high school. <laughs> um, and... I was kind of terrified of how big the college would be. Um, and I also, when I was first going into college, um, meeting people hmm. wasn't the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, I remember getting to college. I didn't know my roommate, <clears throat> you know, being stuck in this room, small room with somebody I'd never met before. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if I would like him or not. 
um, didn't know if they would stink or do their laundry. Um, and you know, it's the first time getting out of the home. So it's, there's a right. lot of unknowns in there. Right. Um, now we had talked a little bit before, <clears throat> did you guys have any fears about accessibility on campus? Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. And maybe some of the things that you work toward uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, things were accessible to you. Do you want to go first, Courtney? Courtney, you're up. We're putting you on the spot. Still with this there, Courtney? Uh, I think her video might be frozen. I think she might be froze. Oh. Yeah. So go ahead and take it away. We'll come back to her when her, her computer freezes. So accessibility. Um, okay, so I lived on campus for about three and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, that half a year that I didn't, I was more worried about like classroom size. Um, Cause I had a, like a scooter type thing mm -hmm. um, to get to classes and stuff. And I was all worried about how big classrooms would be if I could maneuver it um, and actually get into like a seat comfortably. Mm. And then I moved on to campus. I ended up switching to like an electric wheelchair. Mm -hmm. But there was a, I was put on the third floor of my dorm building. Yep. Um, and so every day I was like, is the elevator going to work today? Um, and then I was put on the fourth floor the next semester. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Did you talk to them about getting on the first floor? I did. And what would, what did that look they like? They would all for the first couple semesters, uh, and they would say that those rooms were already taken. Hmm. And, um, so for, the first few semesters, I was always worried that the elevator wasn't going to work going down stairs to get to my classes. And then there was a really big hill that went down to my classes, which is why I had the power wheelchair. Because mm -hmm. um, you go down, you got to come back up. Exactly. <laughs> it's easy going down. I go for bike rides and uh, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going downhill. And I it was, myself, like, I got to come back. It, it was a very steep hill. So mm -hmm. it probably was not a good idea to be going down in, on a uh, manual wheelchair mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. But, um, and then some of my classes would be on another floor of one of the buildings. So I would have to make sure that those elevators worked. <laughs> um, now, in any circumstance during your three and a half years of being on campus, did any time one of the elevators not work? Yes. And what happened then? Um, I would go to the disability services building mm -hmm. and I would have to tell them and it would either be fixed or it wouldn't be so it could take it's not like they came out and fixed it within the hour no 
So then what happens then? Do you tell your teacher, hey, I can't get to class? There was a couple times I had to tell my teacher I could not get to class. Um, what is supposed to happen is that they're supposed to move the class down so that I could attend class. Mm -hmm. and But that didn't happen and that what often. Did you, how did your teacher take it? Were they understanding? Um, some of them were. There was one that it's a completely different thing but there was one that I was had some issues with so you butted heads with the teacher before we jump before we jump into that I'm going to hand it back over Courtney um when we talk about college accessibility what are some of the things that you might have feared before you went to campus and some of the things that you encountered along the way and you are muted by the way <laughs> keeps cutting in and out of so I think I keep losing off. Oh, you're fine. Um, so I'm sorry about that. But um, I would say, I mean, I went to a small, like, very small college, community college down here in Dothan. I still go. I'm still a student there. But, um, but, um, I mean, I was worried about like accessibility and stuff, but I really never ran into anything because it was just so, such of a small college. Yeah. So kind of kind of unfounded fears, a little bit about accessibility there at a smaller college. What was your biggest fear about accessibility? Just the traveling thing, like pushing from here to there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did either one of you reach out to the um, disability network on campus before attending? Mm -hmm. I did. And what did that look like when you reached out? Um, I actually, it was before I had even started. Like I'd applied and got accepted and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then me and my mom, we went together. Um, and I told them like what my disability was and that I needed accommodations in order to actually do this. And, um, they were really accommodating. They were, they were, um, but it ultimately with them, it ultimately depended on the teacher. Mm on if I would actually get the accommodation. So wait a second, the college can say, look, these are accommodations that are available to you and you deserve, you know, you, these are gonna be for you, but your teacher doesn't have to follow but, through with that. Right, they can pick and choose which ones like they will allow in that certain class. I feel like that's not up to the teacher. And then I never, came across this problem I got everything that I really needed for accommodations but I could I could go to the accommodation or the disability office and I could could have told them that hey I need this accommodation and this professor's not doing it and I'm pretty sure that they would would have done something that puts but, you in a, a sticky situation though because it's almost yeah. like 
uh, you know, telling on your teacher and then she's the right. one grading your test. And right. So if you don't mind me asking, I'm going to ask you to be a little bit more specific and you don't have to name the teacher or anything like that, but what accommodation were they not being helpful with? Um, I had an accommodation for um, recording stuff in class mm -hmm. um, just so that I could go back and it's because of memory stuff. Yeah, like memory issues. Notes. Yeah. And for that specific class, he would not let me because he said in previous classes that he has taught in that class, like for that class, um, stuff has been said that he doesn't want recorded, like personal stuff. Oh. And which I can understand, but I mean, I, it would have been for just me. Like, I feel like if you're a teacher in the classroom, pretty much what you're saying to a class of 30 students is pretty public information. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not going <laughs> to. Exactly. That doesn't really make sense. Um, but so you kind of work through that class then, but every, every other teacher was very accommodating. You for the most part, yes. Uh, Courtney, we're going to uh, go to you. So let's talk about accommodations uh, on college and maybe, um, you know, working with teachers for that. Tell us uh, some stories there. I've never really had issues with, you know, things like that. Um, you know, most of them were, you know, very accommodating and everything. So, um, yeah, I mean. I didn't really have any issues. With well, you're just much. you're breezing through it then. Oh, they got no struggles here. Well, I kind of forgot. I mean, you know how we're doing it all like online now, so obviously it's a lot easier now. You know, and then I never really had issues. And how much longer, uh, Courtney? How much longer do you have of school? Two semesters. Two semesters. Yeah. And Sarah, how long have you uh, been graduated? A year ago today. A year ago today. So you guys are in the thick of it right now or just out of it. Um, mm -hmm. So if anybody has any questions, if they're in high school, can they reach out to you guys and say, hey, I'd like some input on this? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to share my screen here in just a second. I'm going to pull up the uh, yak. And then what I'll do is I'll also put it in chat so that anybody... Um, for themselves or know anybody can go ahead and contact you guys. Can you guys see my screen now? Yes. Very colorful poster, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and down here at the bottom, you can see both Courtney and Sarah's personal numbers and email addresses there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll post this link in the chat afterward. Okay, very good. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, we talked about accessibility, we talked about teachers. Let's talk about social life. Did you guys know anybody before you went to college there? Did you have friends that went to that school? Um, I knew people that had gone to my college, but I don't think any of them were there when I got there. I think they had all graduated like the semester before. It's like just missing them. Yeah. 
Um, and so you didn't really know any good friends before you went. And tell me, um, you know, about how you made friends on campus. Um, I, I'm a really shy person. Um, and so it, it took a little bit, but, um, I basically was in my first ever class in college and I was sitting next to this girl and we ended up having to do like a group discussion type thing the first day. <laughs> and we became really good friends, like just through that. And then like waiting out in the hallway for class to start, we ended up talking a lot. Are you guys still friends today? We are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, um, Courtney, how about yourself making friends on campus? Um, I, but yeah, I pretty much had the same um, experience that Sarah had in my music class. I met my friend. Um, we actually had a project together. So it's kind of forced yeah. friendship. The teacher's like yeah. forcing you to work together. Waiting out in the hallway for classes to start or the professor to show up was mainly how I made most of my friendships, honestly. <laughs> Just being there, being present, 80% mm -hmm. of it is showing up. So it's mm -hmm. a good tip. If you're uh, going into high school or college and you want to meet people, get there a couple minutes early. Allow for that chat to happen. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about, uh, our, so you have, you know, you're making friends. Did you guys join any social organizations? I did, um, I want to say it was a couple of years into college mm -hmm. is when it started. Um, it was called the Warhawk Disability Alliance. Um, and I had actually joined it through another friend I had made. Because um, after classes and stuff, I would go to the disability office a lot just to hang out. Mm -hmm. and I met her and they had started a like a group but they hadn't named it or anything and we would do events and stuff um and then it became the Warhawk Disability Alliance so that we had a name and that people would realize that hey it's us and then I did that for about a year and a half, I want to say. And what kind of things would you guys do as a group? We would do events um, based around, it would depend on the month because there's diff different like awareness months. And depending on like what awareness thing was going on that month, we would make an event um, surrounding it. Mm. Um we did a thing called Dining in the Dark, which is um, based around like someone who is blind um, and how they do things. That's pretty cool. It's a different perception there that you guys right. are hitting on. That's, right. a, that's a great idea. That was what most of our events were, was trying to get a different perspective on how someone 
with a dis like a different kind of disability mm -hmm. would do something. Uh, Courtney, did you join any uh, groups or have you joined so far in college? I did not. You still got time. Sarah's looking at you going, you still got time. You got two semesters. <laughs> no pressure. They look like they look like they gonna be online classes too though. It's okay. Um so not in college. Is there any that you want to join? Not particularly. Well then that's a good enough reason not to do it. Um, let's talk about the, um, the first month of college, I think is the most hectic. I remember getting there. Um, I didn't really know anything. It's like the first time that you have to eat, you have your classes, but you don't have like a schedule. You're not in high school for the whole day. You know, you go to class, then you leave, you go back to your dorm, go back. Um, what were some of the things that you remember about your first month of college and classes? Staying in my car for two hours waiting on the next class. I imagine that's a big thing if you're commuting. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Were you jamming out to music in there? Yes. And you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you still uh, wait in your car in between classes? I'm actually doing everything online. My well, college, well, I think every college. We're not doing it online anymore. I mean, on campus anymore. What about uh, last year? What did I do last year? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I did. I, I think you did because you would call me. <laughs> so that could be something yeah, that. That pretty. That could be something that if somebody, uh, you know, came to you guys and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to school, I'm not sure. Maybe one of the things you guys say is, well, let's try and um, schedule your classes to be all in the morning or all in the mm -hmm. afternoon. Um, that way you can knock them out all at one time. All right. Uh, Sarah, is there anything that comes to mind during the first month of college? I would go like a couple of days before the start of the semester when I knew everybody would be on campus and I would like go to where all of my classes would be because I had like a schedule and a room number and I would go to every single classroom that I would have just to see where it was so that on the first day of classes I would hopefully remember where I was going. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's the exact opposite of what I did. I'm usually walking around with a piece of paper going in my hand. Going, Does anybody know where this building is? Yeah. Anybody know where this what building I is? Yeah. What uh, um, so yeah, if you, you know, in, in any semester, go to your classes beforehand, just to make sure you know where you are because mm -hmm. the teacher does not like you walking in 20 minutes late the first day. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is what I was scared of. So I was like, I need to know where these classes are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, high school and college, I'm notorious for going, does anybody know where ESU 101 is? <laughs> <laughs> what building am I supposed to go to? <laughs> You're on the wrong side of campus. 
complete opposite side. Yep. Yeah, like dude, it's a twenty minute walk over there. Yep. Like, oh my gosh. Um. <clears throat> so, kind of being shy, you said. How do you feel like you kind of came out of your shell? I just started talking to people. Like I would force myself to talk to people, and then um. I just kept doing that and I think when I finally did start getting friends they would introduce me to their friends which helped a lot because then their friends became my friends and yeah it's kind of snowball effects like once you make a buddy like hey we're, we're doing this come on exactly and kind of snowballs there. Courtney, do you have anything to add there about kind of coming out of your shell? I would just say, you know, just like the snowball effect, just, you know, just get more and more friends. And then you get more and more social. I know it can be tough. Like if I go somewhere where there's a lot of people, I don't know anybody. I've done this before where I'll actually play a game with myself where it's like, I have to introduce myself to three people in the next five minutes. And that pushes me to get out of my shell a little bit. I can be done after that five minutes, but I got to do it for five minutes and then I can be done. Uh, so yeah, I, gotta, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I got to kind of trick myself into being like, okay, we're doing this. Um, when we talked before, you guys uh, mentioned that you were nervous about the teachers, but as the teachers got to know you, they became really surprised um, at, you know, that you guys were able to do pretty much everything on your own, that you didn't need, you know, what they thought was going to be an overwhelming amount of uh, accessibility and supports. Take me through some of those stories. And the more specific, the better. Um, you can go if you want to, Courtney. Courtney, go ahead. <laughs> we're not this is hot potato <laughs> um a bunch of my prof yeah a, a bunch of my professors they thought that i would need all my accommodations except for that one that i mentioned earlier mm -hmm. um and i really didn't need every single one of them um they and the ones that I did need, they really focused in on and they would ask me like every single day, like when I first started, is this okay? Is this okay? Yes. Yes, it is fine. Um, well, how do you feel about that? How do you feel when people keep asking, is this okay? Is this okay? Do you it's do you... it's it's fine at first, but kind of once, used to. yeah, and, but I'm one of those people that once I say it's okay, like the second or third time, maybe it's really okay. Like I will tell you if it's not okay anymore. <laughs> like I already told you to stop bringing this up. Yeah. I, I told you this, like. On Tuesday, like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, Courtney, is there anything that comes to mind about, you know, the teachers just being, uh, you know, good relationships with the teachers? 
you just gotta, you know, let them know that it's no different, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And all, uh, you know. And then they won't even act like you're act like anything's up. Do you engage that conversation? Like the first day, do you go up to the teacher and say, "Hey, um, you know, nothing's different." Or, or what did that? What does that look like? I would say for me, it depended on the teacher. Because we would breaking up a little bit for you, Courtney. She's frozen. Um, so that conversation is that initiated by you or do you, you don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's necessary at all, but do you feel like it kind of calms the teacher down a little bit? It does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like at my college, at least I would have to go over my accommodations with my professor. So I usually did that the first day and then we would figure everything out. And then, so basically the first week or so, every single day, they were like, is this okay? Was that okay? And by the second or third day, I was was like, it's fine. Like, I will let you know if something changes. And mostly it was like seating because mm -hmm. I had to be in like the front of the room. And... But once that was figured out, it was fine. So that's kind of a big thing then is seating. Yes. Seating was a pretty big thing for me at least. I don't like sitting in the front of the room. I don't like the teacher looking at me. I like to be a few years back. I hate sitting in the front of the room. <laughs> but it's easier for me to concentrate mm. and hear in the front of the room. And so I ended up having to every single class. Oh, my goodness. And it just, I mean, it wasn't fun. I got used to it, but. It's like one of my biggest fears is sitting in the front of the room because I always feel like I'm going to get called on. Like, yeah, that was, that was my thing. They would like ask a question and I would be like, I'm not raising my hand because if <laughs> I do, they're going to call on me. And even if I don't raise my hand, they're probably going to call on me. Yeah, it's always like, well, no, uh, well, Sarah, what do you think about this? <laughs> you know, Alex, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't do the reading for that. <laughs> I saw this really funny video the other day. This guy was, um, he had eaten like a Popeye's chicken sandwich. And he was saying like, oh, it's, it's good. It's not that great. You know, this and that. And someone posted under it. It's like when the teacher calls on me to explain the chapter I didn't read. And right. I didn't go into any detail. I just kept it very vague. Exactly. It's really funny. Um, Sharon Glenn Henderson says, hey, ladies. Hi, Sharon. Hey. Uh, um, now, Courtney, uh, we had talked before. Um, I want you to talk about getting your uh, high school diploma. Oh, that was funny. Tell us the whole story. Start, in, start us off from the beginning. I don't really want to. Okay. No, that's fine. We don't have to go into that. Um, let's talk about uh, commuting to college. How far of a commute is it for you? It's about 35, 
3035. So that's not too bad. Traffic. It's kind of like going to it's work. Not. Well, to me, for me, work is 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes. So, um, that's me, you know, work is pretty close, um, obviously, but Wallace is a whole different. Wallace is like close to Midland City to me, which is about 30, 35 minutes. Mm. Now, for the it commuting, a fun drive. it's not a fun drive. <laughs> Um, and why did you decide to commute um, as opposed to being on campus? Um, on the college, Wallace has no dorms or anything. So, and two, I'm 30 minutes away. So, and I have my own car. So, it was just something that was um, common, you know. And my sister did the same thing. Uh, we both drove, so it was just something I just did. It saves you money in uh, living expenses. Mm -hmm. uh, and Sarah, why did you decide to live on campus instead of commute? At the time, I did not have my own vehicle. So my mom was having to take me back and forth to classes. And then I really just wanted to try living on my own. Mm-hmm. And so we tried that, um, and I ended up moving into their older dorms at first. Um, they tried to put me in. They actually, my mom, my entire family actually went to the exact same college that I went to. Um, and they actually tried to put me in the dorm that my mom had stayed in mm. when she went there. But it was upstairs and there was no elevator because it was like an older dorm. And so they had to move me. Um, and then I ended up moving out of those um, about a year into it, maybe a little bit less than that, mm -hmm. um, into like their newer dorms. Um, and then, I mean, I really liked it. I think I got like, more socialization out of it because I was there 24-7 pretty much um and our when I moved into our the newer dorms our fire alarm would go off a lot oh man that's like three o'clock in the morning yeah Ugh. and um so and every time it would go off like we would have to evacuate for when I finally got moved to the first floor I would have to evacuate and I got to know a lot of people just <laughs> standing outside in the morning, <laughs> just standing outside our dorms. <laughs> like, Hey, did you guys hear that fire alarm going off? <laughs> I wonder who's cooking right now. Yeah, like burnt the pizza. Um, let's talk about the degrees, um, Sarah, that you've attained and also Courtney, the degree program that you're in. We'll start off with Courtney. Tell us a little bit about your um, your degree you're pursuing. Um, I'm just my associate's um, degree based on my basics. Um, yeah, it's kind of like my um, 
the work. My, uh, just my basic classes, just my math and English and all that fun stuff. Yeah, math. Uh, kind of your general <laughs> elective stuff. Yeah, electives and all that. So, yeah, because I just, um, you know, so... Yeah, I'll just go and get my associate's degree for right now. And if I decide to go somewhere else, then I can go get that degree. Um, what has been your favorite class so far? <laughs> um, Sarah, you want to answer this one for me? No, you can't. She can't Are answer you? what's your favorite no. class. I mean, I technically could because she doesn't like school, but. <laughs> uh, true. Um, I would probably have to say psychology, I guess. I love psychology. Psychology. I feel like psychology is a bunch of reading and then it makes you think too much and then my head hurts. <laughs> I start to overanalyze myself. <laughs> I can answer what my least favorite class is. What's your least favorite class? Math. All of them. <laughs> The math is hard. It's like learning a different language. Mm -hmm. I live in the math lab. <laughs> and they don't, because of Corona, ask me how Corona affects math. I don't know. But they don't do math on, my, math on campus anymore. Mm. They do all online classes. Math online is tough. And I, and I still have to do my math 112. Hold on. Next semester. That can be a pain. Um, you know, normally when I think of math, it's doing equations on paper. But if you have mm -hmm. to type that in, uh, you got to do like the carrot up to, you know, squared. Um, and there's all these annotations that you have to figure out just to get it in. And then when you plug it in, you think you have the right answer. It's like, no, incorrect. And then you're like, <laughs> well, what's the answer? Like, that's the answer. Like, that's the answer I had. You still said it was incorrect. Yeah, yeah. our math lab, like we would go to it. And we would have work in there, and then we would have work in, like, our math class. But we would always have math lab before the actual math class. And so we were doing the actual work for the class, and we hadn't learned it yet. Like, oh. it was backwards. Yeah. I kind of want you to stumble upon the answer unexpectedly. and like Appar Apparently. <laughs> you're going to, you know, these... People spent 40 years developing this theorem and you're going to stumble upon it in an hour before class. Apparently. <laughs> I struggled so much. <laughs> I don't like that learning style. I'd rather learn it than try and figure exactly. it out how it's applicable. Um, so Sarah, tell us about um, your degree. I just got a bachelor's in sociology. Uh, bachelor's in sociology. Yes. What exactly is sociology? It's the study of people. I really like studying people and how they interact with others. <laughs> now, when you say people, is it more the study of one person or groups of people? It's to me, it's like groups of people. Mm -hmm. I'm like a major people watcher, mm. especially if they're like in a group or something. And then like, in my head, I'll like be pointing stuff out. I'll be like, oh, they're doing this. That means this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to play those. One of my, I like people watching too. One of my favorite places that people watch is at the airport. Yeah. 
Like if I have a layover or something, I'm there for two hours, I'll read a book mm -hmm. and then people watch. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I wonder where this person's from. I wonder what this, I wonder what that. I did it in college a lot. Mm. Like in between classes, I would go to like our student center and I would just sit there because that's where most of the people were. Because mm -hmm. we had like a coffee shop and the bookstore and stuff was in there. Um, and I would just sit there and just stare at people. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of traffic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was your favorite and least favorite class? I've always loved English, even like when I was in high school and middle school and all that. Um, but I got into like these literature classes during college and I really liked those. Mm. Now, was um, it like creative writing? I never did like creative writing. Um, I did a few essays where like I had to think of some stuff and then there was, that was mainly like English 101 though. Um, but we would read some like the older literature and I honestly really enjoyed that. Yeah, some of the like the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your least favorite class? Math. <laughs> it all comes back to math. <laughs> math. <laughs> it does. Um, we have a question here in chat. Um, Clifton Haston says, good evening, everyone. I had a question. As someone who has high anxiety and had a difficult time choosing a major when I was in college, what advice would you give someone who is having difficulty choosing what they would like to do as a career? Great question. Yeah, I really like that question. Um. What I would do is, um, I would get like all the basics and stuff down in college first, not, and not worry about declaring a major. Um, cause you have a, like a couple years or something to do that. And then just like fill out what you like and don't like necessarily and then just go from there mm -hmm. i've uh that's what i kind of did yeah I keep saying that i'm out of college yeah. i'm not out of college oh <laughs> uh, that's basically what i'm doing um so getting... go ahead courtney i kind of cut you off there it's fine um I'm getting my basics and then if I do decide to, you know, go in further, I can, but for right now I'm staying more like with the, with my basics. And then like I when I did finally uh find some stuff that I do like, I would like Google what careers could potentially come out of those majors. Mm. And uh, I just went with like what what interests me most, mm -hmm. career wise. So, you, so you, you, the advice is, <clears throat> it's okay not to declare a major. Uh, I I saw a thing the other day that said, you know, how can we expect students to to tell us what they want to do for the rest of their life when a couple months ago when they were in high school they had to raise their hand to use the bathroom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> such a big jump in expectations there. So what you're saying is, look, you don't have to declare a major 
In fact, you know, take these general electives to figure out what you're more interested in. And mm -hmm. I think you said something interesting there too. You, you almost said you reverse engineered it. So you went through your general eds. And I'm then, really good at that. <laughs> and you went through your general eds, but then you looked ahead to jobs right. and then came back through degrees to see exactly what degree you needed for that job. Right. I think that's a really smart way to do it all the way around. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about, and, and it's okay to change majors too. Do you guys right. know anybody that's changed a major? Yes. My sister. I've had a few friends. My sister. Uh, I've had a few friends and they feel bad about it. It's like, you'd rather get this done now. Uh, uh, but it's like, you'd rather change the major now than be 10 years into a, a, a career and when you don't like it. Right. Exactly. Uh, Kimberly Hobley Fisher says, hello. Hi, says, Kimberly. Hi. Um, okay, we just talked about degrees. So let's talk about um, transitioning out of college to a career. Are there services available at the college? Or how did you guys or how are you guys starting to think about work? Um, you know, Sarah, for you was before and Courtney, you're working now. But what did it look like when you guys were looking for employment? Um, I wasn't really looking, honestly. I was focusing on finishing school mm. and really wasn't looking. But then the position that I'm in now opened up and a friend actually emailed me and was like, hey, look at this position. And so I looked at it. And I was like, oh, I really want this job, um, knowing I'm still in school. And I emailed and then emailed them back. And it took a couple months. It actually took a few months to, for them to set up an interview. Mm -hmm. um, so while that was happening I was focusing on school again I honestly didn't think I had gotten it because it did take a few months um but then they interviewed me and I came out of the interview and my exact words to my mom after that interview were I really want this job and they called me me and my mom, I actually remember, me and my mom were in my dorm room because I was living on campus at this point. Um, me and my mom were in my dorm room. She had come over to eat lunch with me or something. Mm -hmm. And my boss called me and said that I had gotten the job. Um, and so that was basically how that happened. And it's the only job that I've had, like, outside of college. Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing to get that call when your mom's there so you can share that with her. Right. I imagine you guys are just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, trying not to scream on the phone <laughs> while I'm on the phone with my boss. Um, but I was, like, and I was also trying to, like, I got really excited. And so I was 
trying to not like hit my mother <laughs> because I needed to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it but out I, on your mom for anybody listening. I, 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 started, not do that. I actually started hitting the table because I was like, I need to do something and I can't do anything. <laughs> I do the same thing when I get excited. I got to like do a run or something like that yeah. around my living room. Yeah. <laughs> my dog joins in, does the same thing. <laughs> uh, Courtney, talk about uh, your employment currently and how you went about getting that. Uh, you're Not muted here. again. Sorry, I mute myself and then I forget them. You're fine. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I remember... I was um I was in high school and I had a clinic which was seating clinic with for my chair at CRS and our I think she's an occupational therapist. Anyways, our OT had um said, Hey, we have this job opening here and so she kinda led me to get them over to my boss and yeah, and then I went from there. And then a few months later, I ended up in Montgomery for we think it was for yeah. Um, I forgot what it's called now. But Orientation. Like the start of it all. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My brain is asleep. Um. So for both of you, it sounds like kind of your network. Um, really helped out in some of those instances. It wasn't like a cold call and sending a resume to a company that uh, you didn't know anybody with, but right. maybe some friends, um, you know, people that you knew were like, hey, this might be a good fit if you guys are interested. Right. They I say- pretty much everyone in Dothan. <laughs> obviously know everyone in Dothan. <laughs> they, say they say your network is your net worth. So, you know, your friends and their friends and, um, you know, people are, are good and they always want to help each other out. So I'm going to read a, a, a few things here. Kimberly Hobley Fisher, can you see and hear us? Uh, I hope you guys can see and hear us, but it's not the other way around. We're just looking at chat. Uh, Vera Lewis Spinks, hello, Vera. Good to see you. Uh, she says, hello, Sarah and Courtney. Sorry I had to join late. I'm so thankful the youth consultant position fell in your lap, Sarah. Sharon, uh, Sharon Glenn Henderson, fantastic. Uh, and Mrs. Spinks also says, my best jobs have come from recommendations of others around me to apply. So I think you, all three of you kind of hit it on the head. Um, some of the positions for myself uh, have been because someone's like, hey, you might be interested in this. And I didn't know anything about it mm-hmm. at first. Um, okay, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, I was wondering if there's anything that we haven't talked about that you think someone listening that's maybe going into college or is in college right now would benefit from hearing? Like a one-liner piece of advice. Don't stress about it too much. <laughs> You're gonna freak yourself out even more. Take it one day at a time. And it's I mean, it's scary, but it's it gets better really quick. Take it one day at a time. So don't stay up in your head too much. Don't overanalyze right. it. It's going right. to happen either way. Right. Um, and take it one day at a time, one step at a time. It gets easier. 
-hmm. get more comfortable doing those things. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, okay, I am going to um, wrap it up here by once again, putting a shout out to, so what does somebody do if they want to, you know, speak to you guys or, um, you know, get some help in these regards? Either email or call us. Yeah, and our, both of our numbers and emails are on that flyer. Mm -hmm. And I'll yeah. go ahead and put that uh, in chat as a link as soon as we're done here. Um, is there anything upcoming that you would recommend anybody pay attention to? Any good Zooms that you think people should join or? Go ahead. I have a Zoom coming up January the 21st. Next. Anyways, January 1st, I'm going to be sending out some information and stuff, but close enough. But I'm going to be sending out everything um, on Facebook and stuff. So, yeah. And what exactly? The 21st. It's and what do you, yeah, it's just me speaking. It's, it's, yeah. It's a yet meeting. Very cool. So um, anybody listening? <laughs> hosted by you. Are you not going to dual host here? Sarah's not allowed on? I'll be there. I, I, I already She'll said there, we had this conversation, Courtney. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'd like to um, thank you both for being here with us tonight um, and going over Yak and uh, talking about the college experience. I know it's a very, for me, it was kind of a fearful time in my life, um, going somewhere new and someplace I didn't know a lot of people. Um, you know, and you two, you know, don't, don't overthink it and take it day by day. I think it's great advice. Okay, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast and we will be for anybody watching um sarah and courtney will be with us next month as well we're not sure about the topic yet in the specific day um, but i will put that in the email we'll also post it to facebook as an upcoming live video so please like and share and we will see you guys uh we'll be live again on thursday with uh, lisa alford uh, so we'll see you then okay i'm going to give everybody the opportunity to say bye bye <laughs> okay we'll end it now